And like, and I feel like if I walk into Northam Rack and I hear Charlie Puth and there's a giant television showing Friends, like I know I'm at Northam Rack. Checks out. Welcome back to Wrap Your Head Around This. I'm your host, JBS, and today we're going to be talking about how to make an album and how to make a song, which kind of go hand in hand because you need songs to make albums. And I got Sorry, some, people. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got some some producer boys up in here. Um, you guys don't want to introduce yourselves because I'm going to introduce yourselves for you. We got the young boy, Stummy, a.k.a. Clark Doolittle, formerly known as Old Sensei. But then yeah, you kind of went straight Benjamin Button, became a young boy. <laughs> became and, a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, a funny, I forgot about that name completely. Actually. It's a cool name, dude. I, hey, I, was like name. Yeah. I liked that it name. Was cool. Sensei. Yeah, yeah, I might I might break it back. I mean, it's yeah. like, like I feel like, you, know, you should take it, it before. Good. I feel like Lupe would take that name. Like, that's a, it's a Lupe. Like, Lupe yeah, Fiasco. It could be He's like some, my, <laughs> my third alter ego. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we got my boy uh, Clark Doolittle here. And we also got my other boy, uh, Pillow Face, a.k.a. Groceries, a.k.a. Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, my original original producer name was Hobbs. I remember that, like Calvin and Hobbs, Hobbs. right? Yes. Yeah, fuck that name. Oh, Rip Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was... um, In, um, In eighth grade, actually. I was that's when I first downloaded FL Studio and I remember I wanted to be like the next best Skrillex man, dubstep guy, little dubstep boy. For sure. So I, you know, I would look up YouTube tutorials on how to like make like wobbly synths and whatnot. And I oh, just yeah. ended up making like audible vomit pretty much. <laughs> like <laughs> And, uh, hey man, I definitely started with that. Yeah, I feel like like, everyone I mean, that's how that's kind of how mostly everybody does it. Yeah. But it's just like the worst mixing of like oh, really yeah. loud, awfully done synths, and like dr- like I made a remix, I think, of uh, party rock, <laughs> party <laughs> rock anthem. Dude, dude, okay. <laughs> oh, dude, I okay. don't know if that's still on YouTube, but if it is, I mean, I I I want to hear that, but that actually reminds me. Of- that's on youtube there's this dude i forget his name um look at it up right now but he basically made this mashup of party rock anthem with the inception theme yeah. and it's like it's so <laughs> funny like because it, it's so still like it's like it feels like it's like one last party rock you know? I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like he sent that to us actually i think i remember watching that. yeah yeah I'm, someone I'm, I'm, must- I don't remember. I think someone must have showed that to me. Um, I think I said that to you guys like a like a while ago, but it was just like (laughs) it gets like taken down because of like copyright stuff. Yeah, that's just Um, so like specific that I don't remember it for so because it's it's so funny. Like who thinks they're like like Hans Zimmer with like LMFAO? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so you know back then. um, So yeah, I made like a bunch of like really shitty songs like that, and I went under the name uh, Craft Craft Z. Like my like like craft like the mac and cheese like which was my last name and oh, then Z Y like yeah like but with, what, with, hard, a, yeah. with like a Z Y and like I made like a oh, little a silly little logo that went along with it mm-hmm. 
and uh yeah that, that was my first ever producer name actually and yeah it's not <laughs> terrible i mean it's just something it's always how it starts I, I think mine was like in like my freshman year of college uh me and my friend did this like rap name generator because we're like oh dude you know donald lover got childish gambino yeah like, let's see what we got <laughs> and the, the the thing is so funny like i ended up going with like rb smooth because like it was kind of cool oh, um, smooth. <laughs> yeah but like one of them was like producer daddy rb frosty tickles j like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just the most like absurd names like mad. i might still have my notes on that yeah i know but like i probably wanted to keep them because you'd be like imagine like yo dude the new rb produced daddy j tickle song is out like we gotta, <laughs> we gotta <check> that <laughs> um, no, that's a hilarious name I would it's, for it's sure, pretty memes yeah i'd for sure listen to someone with that name but um definitely but yeah i think the biggest thing about picking a name not even picking a name is like well i mean you pick your name obviously you pick your producer name but you have to just kind of wait for something to stick like you just know kind of when something sticks um exactly like i don't know i thought you know when i originally made the switch to clark doolittle um i was like damn i don't know why i mean i know why i picked it because um pretty much you know at the time i was listening to a lot of earl sweatshirt and um mac miller larry fisherman beat tapes right mm -hmm. and then and Earl Sweatshirt's producer name was some random black dude, or is <laughs> I think it's still some random black dude. And then <laughs> Mac Miller, like he released a lot of his songs, uh, a lot of his like production, like uh, under the name Larry Fisherman. I was like, that's such a, that's like a, such a random name. I thought it was kind of dope. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, Clark Doodle sounds pretty random. Let me yeah, let me fuck with that. Yeah, because I then, feel like it's like a normal first name, but like a kind of interesting last name. Yeah, it, it sounds like it could be a person. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, and then now it's just like you know, if I'm hopping on a track, I'll be like, oh, CD, you know, because like, yeah, 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 the boy <laughs> yeah. CD, yeah, the boy CD. So you know, yeah, you gotta have like clever little, yeah, uh, you gotta have like some kind of abbreviation to your name, you know. No, that that works super well. Like you can be PF, PFM. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just I'm just pillow. P the boy pill, young sure. pill. Let's <laughs> call him P for short. <laughs> yeah, P P for short. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> dude I'm, so i found some other names on my notes because i saved them like you know uh four years ago um yeah. one of them is like uh rajul r piles aka immortal daddy <laughs> <laughs> wait i love that dude honestly i feel like immortal daddy is kind of tough immortal like, daddy, immortal daddy. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> I'm working on a song right now. It's definitely going to be called Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy? Zaddy. Yeah, I, I spung that. Is it like a extra extra A's, extra D's, extra Y's? Like... Nah, just just Z. Just Z-A-D-D-Y. <laughs> nice. Is it, all, is it all like lo-fi? Is it all like... You should make it all caps, dude. Like I, It might be all caps. Yeah. It's going to be like a banger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, banger. I feel like all caps would definitely be the move. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Damn, I'm excited to hear that when it's done. Yeah. All right. Okay. One, one, yeah. one more last name that I'm potentially thinking of is RB Falcon Swoop, aka 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If 
if that sounds like a perfect combo of like an album name and then a, a like a you know like an artist name yeah like rb falcon swoop and then the album's <laughs> called 10 points to gryffindor <laughs> 10 points to gryffindor is actually just a funny name for like a song too it just general. is right yeah definitely yeah like, just like a nice like you know wizard banger <laughs> yeah and, and, or in the song his thing the song could have like literally nothing to do with harry potter it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah it's like because like think about how like jpeg mafia tells the songs it's like fucking yeah. anything and it's just like you know no, it'd be, it'd be sick though. Like, imagine they make like a Harry Potter remake, and they just go down to like Hogsmeade, and they're just busting down like ten points yeah. to Gryffindor. <laughs> just busting down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's crazy. So um, Clark and I have a song called Hermione. We do have a Yo, song called Hermione actually. Look, so we got to release our Harry Potter beat tape. Yeah, actually, a I friend mean, sent me a guy who look. made a Harry Potter beat tape. Not a like like every song is like Harry Potter themed or something. Uh, um, there's some pretty cool score in Harry Potter that I think could be sampled for some interesting stuff but i don't know also, yeah definitely might have to go i don't know because like yeah there's so much so many of those movies there's bound to be some scene with a banger of a fucking instrumental absolutely oh, yeah you know so but um anyways <laughs> so yeah. now that tangent out of the way um, well, I mean, was it? I mean, I feel like it goes along with some of the topics that we're doing today, right? Does, yeah, because I feel like it's, it's like, like calling it a tangent. Before, before <laughs> yeah. you even start making music, it's like you got to pick a name. You can't just throw something out there and be like, you know, you got you got to name it. You got to put that's your name. That's true. In it. That's the yeah. first step of the that's production because the name is your identity. Step. Like, how can you make a song when you don't even know who you yeah, are? Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So it's like. You know, uh, you make the song, but you got to have the name. I feel like you got to have a name before it's done. Like, it's not done without a name. It's like your test is your test without your name on it. You know? Definitely. So. Right. Okay. So then, okay. So when you're liking a song, right? Let's say, you know, you got the beat, you got the inspo, you got some bars on it. How do you know what to name a song? Like, what, like, what's the process for that? Uh, How do you know to name a song? Yeah, like, what do you guys, like, is it just, like, a random thing, or is it, like... Uh, Well, a lot of the time, so, in my writing process, I feel like I'm, I don't know how other people write songs, but for what I write, like, a song, normally I start with a chorus, because I find that I write choruses a lot easier than verses. I don't know, that's just something that comes easier to me, so I always start off with a chorus, and I normally have some sort of catchy hook in my head when I'm making the beat because like when I make the beat I kind of like you know freestyle along to it in my head I'm like you know just saying some random shit and some and if something sticks normally the line that I say that I think is like funny or clever or whatever that I say or that, that kind of sticks with me when I'm making the beat that's kind of the title of the song and then I write the chorus around that line oh. so that's kind of how I name most of my mm. songs other times it's like I mean, I work a lot, obviously, with Young Lung, so he writes most of the songs that we do, and I kind of just like tag along with whatever he's writing because he's he's got some really genius songwriting ability, to be honest. So, yo, shout out Young Lung, man! Shout out Young, <laughs> shout out. Yeah. He he definitely titles most of our songs as well. Some mm-hmm. really funny shit. So, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, I think we kind of go for a theme. And the theme of the song or the title are just like something that sticks out. So, in I think me and for example, and me and 
the song we were just talking about that uh, pillow face and i made uh called hermione uh literally in the chorus that you wrote you mentioned hermione so that's why it's called hermione right i feel like there's not a lot more going into yeah. titling songs. Yeah, that, that's like that's like a very simple example right yeah like i think if you have like um like an idea or a word or a phrase that's like catchy in your chorus or in your hook then it makes sense to title it yeah. after that but like yeah. a lot of times i choose to not do that a lot of times i choose to like name it something that like captures the energy mm. of the song yeah i don't really ever do that um yeah i do that, <laughs> I do that. <laughs> yeah right. like i had that one song that was really like introspective and about like my economic background and tentatively uh, yeah. named it after my father yeah, Mark yeah. <laughs> um and it was i just God. felt like i actually like went back and forth a lot about whether i wanted to actually name it that because i felt like it was almost like too personal but i decided like I, I mean, I'm still not 100% like sure, sure, sure that's what I want to call it. Yeah. Because like I, I never actually like, I never actually name drop my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like in the song. That's true. What um, if you just call it Mark? Yeah, I was considering calling it Mark. Yeah. That was, that was something, something like that. Mark. Um, or oh, even like, like his initials or something. Can you even just call it dad? Um, I don't know. But you know, like in the, in the, in the hook, I say like, you know, shit about being a rich boy. So I could just call it something about, about that also. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of flexibility, I think. with naming songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think like, I also like to kind of name my songs something kind of out there and like catchy, mm -hmm. even yeah. if I don't, even if I never say those words. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so like in, in, the, in the song, like Zaddy, do you see the word Zaddy? <laughs> um, I actually haven't written the chorus or anything yet so i don't know okay. <laughs> kind of whatever like whatever i'm happens. like I'm, I'm yeah i'm starting with that like idea right like yeah. there's i feel like there's like a certain energy behind like that phrase mm -hmm. <laughs> and then i'm i'm kind of like trying to roll with that energy um so i guess like whether or not i actually use that word is kind of like up to whatever happens in the moment right yeah i think uh i think it was i was watching an interview with jpeg mafia or, or maybe i was reading it i don't really know but regardless it was an interview and like the interviewer was like so like how do you like get the names for your songs and he was just like you know i kind of just name it whatever and if you like dig more into it you're a fucking idiot or some shit like that it was, like, really, <laughs> yeah. like, a really funny like answer that like you, you would expect from him yeah. it's like yeah. yeah it's like i just kind of name it whatever the fuck i want and it's like if you like think that's like part of something and it's really just not and like don't be a stupid or some shit and it's Dude, like that's, that's so funny it's kind of yeah it's kind of really funny and then you know you got people like um you know earl sweatshirt who just like label their songs some like really mysterious shit you right know what i mean that you actually have to dig into like a... you, yeah actually like you have to be like oh okay well, there's yeah. some context to this so, yeah there's a whole lot you know um but uh i think I think for the most part, I think I name my beats more interesting things than I name my songs. That's Isn't right, because you have a bunch of, especially yeah. when you make a bunch of beats, just like when you're making stuff. Yeah. Like, do you, do you guys have like a naming convention? Um, well, I always or do you like to sort them like, like how does that go? I always, yeah, we always put our like the tempo information. Yeah, I always put in the, the tempo title information. Mm -hmm. Sometimes so it'll be like yeah. fucking shit, Cox one thirty six. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something ridiculous. Um, 
if I'm sending it to like if I send it to like you, I don't or if I send it to you know Josh, I don't normally ever include the key of the song because I'm confident that right. Josh can figure it out within like <laughs> ten seconds. Right. But if I you know send it to like someone else who just wants to rap over my beat or if I'm selling a beat, I always include the key with it as well, mm-hmm. just because. I don't want people to like have to email me back or I don't, you know, right. People, I don't, I, people are always like, was it like a C it. or a C sharp? It's like, damn, just, Your boy. Fucking, <laughs> just like fucking figure it out. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, to some people, I guess it is, uh, got you. Cause you know, when they're setting up their auto tune, it's like, they gotta have the key of the song. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also not hard. Which is really out. not, you know, figuring out. <laughs> and like, I, I very, very, very rarely, if ever, I don't think I've ever actually made a beat with like a key change. I don't think I've ever done that. Unless I slow it. Oh, I've, I've done Unless that I times. slow the song down with like tempo, then the, yeah. then the key obviously changes. You like warp it. <laughs> it's like warped, but like, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever. It's just like a side effect of like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever consciously like changed the key of a song, but yeah, that's also something useful to throw into titles. But most of the time, it's just like a subconscious stream of letters and random words that I think when I am like saving the beat for the first time, right? Kind of of just like, or does it have anything to do with the beat? Like, is like the feel of the beat, or is it just like almost never? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah like very rarely i'll be like oh 160 happy it's normally like if it's hard i'll always put hard that's, right that's something i do oh yeah that's, yeah that's something i normally do wait, like, wait can you like can you like tag your songs like like let's say like you make um a beat and it's like groovy and like soulful can you like tag it so you can like if you want like something groovy and soulful like you know a month later you can find it yeah 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 um that's actually part of my job so like my boss will send me finished pieces of music or like catalogs and then I go into the metadata and like change the tags to stuff like that. So it'll be like since we're doing it for like sync placements in movies and TV shows, it'll be stuff like um, like I'll be like Drake type beat, uh, <laughs> you know, sad or like if I think it would fit over like a certain like type of scene maybe like breakup or like action <laughs> right. chase and then i always include like the genre information at the end so like r&b trap hip-hop that's, yeah, that's you know. cool. <laughs> yeah i mean I'm but looking, i don't ever do that with my own stuff right <laughs> yeah. i'm like looking through uh some of the names right now in my beat folder and like yeah i'm doing the same thing and it's well, okay, like, what's, <laughs> like what's like the craziest name you guys have like named a beat like just like the uh, most like random <laughs> random ass name you can think of. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's just like like holy, but with like eleven O's in front of So I have one. I have one called some nonsense, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you even spell that last word, right? Yeah. Like R I. Like right. C H E A, right? Yeah, like right, you. Yeah, so that's electrifying. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like really, I'll be really um mean to myself. Like this one's just called "Whoa, some vocals in there, huh, buddy?" <laughs> like a super passive aggressive yeah, name. Yeah. This one's called "What the fuck is that, brother?" What the fuck is that, brother? <laughs> brother. Oh, this one's just called "Well, you tried, buddy." So, <laughs> so. 
So some sometimes, in and this is rarely also the case. Um, when I do name a beat something, um, for example, I named this one beat Bubblegum, and Josh and I actually oh, yeah. recorded a a pretty good song over it. I, I think. remember you guys fire. might have sent that to me. <laughs> Absolute fire. It's, yeah. very, it's pretty nice. It's gonna be once we release it. It's gonna be. And here's the thing: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's done, but I also don't know if it's done. I'm pretty sure. Like, so that's like how I feel about every single song I've ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that to... goes back to the main thing. So how do you know when a song is done? Um, you don't. Well, so yeah, I think you don't. I think that's, that's what I would say. I think my hot guess. That's well, okay. So it's all relative, to be honest. I think it's all like t- depending on what you want out of the song, right? Um, so with the album that I'm dropping sometime this week, by the way, uh, <laughs> follow me yeah. on Twitter. For yeah, shit, album, yeah. Yeah. Follow me. Digital bang. Actually, probably by the time this comes out, your album should be out. So yeah, I think that. it's probably might be out now. Who knows? Yo. Digital bang by Northeast corridor. Everything produced by me, me and young lung, you know, the vibes, uh, um, that we have, and this took about a year to complete, actually, because I think I think the first song we made that's on this was like completed around now in 2019. So, yeah, it took like about a year. So it took about a year to release a 17 song album, which is, you know, um, we say that's like standard. I, I feel like that's stand not. Well, well, I mean, I guess 17 songs is kind of on for, for like, yeah, if you're on like a label and everything, and it has yeah. to go through, probably has to go through a lot more steps than right. when you're releasing something independently. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for an album of that length, and to, you know, to get the quality that you want as well, it doesn't have to take a year. Um, because again, like, I'm not, you know, we're not professionals or anything, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we it did go through a lot of steps. There was a lot of work put into it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of the year was spent kind of just like debating on whether or not we should even compile all these songs into an album or just drop different little things. But right, we ended so- up we ended up over the quarantine just going ahead and like knocking out a whole bunch of songs. We're just like, you know, we have enough for now. We might as well go ahead Got and you. try that. So. Yeah, a lot of the time was spent, I'd say, you know, maybe from the beginning of the quarantine, maybe in a little before that, maybe February until now is when most of the work went into it. So was that like five months? Right, so, right, right. I, I was going to ask you that after because I feel like like when you do that over the year, it's not like, you know, like you're consistent every single month. It's like it kind of goes uh, in chunks. Where it's like, yeah, I did this song like a year ago, maybe this song like seven months ago, but then like, you know, 10 yeah. songs like this yeah. month. Yeah, so exactly. It's kind of yeah. like sporadic. Yeah, exactly. And um a lot of the a lot of the of the mixing and you know, just like listening to it, you know, that took place probably within the last month, to be honest. Like yeah. really, I don't think we made one song um since like May. I was gonna ask that too, because I feel like um like at least I know like when I like if I make a mix or something, like a lot of time is like making it, but after that, it's like a lot of time just like listening to it, and then you yeah. kind of fine tune stuff. 
and that and oh, the yeah, listening yeah. just takes like I feel like that takes like a lot of time yeah. because it's like you'd listen to it and you record it and then I feel like you sometimes need a break from the song to yeah. kind of give it like fresh ears. No, so yeah, all the stuff definitely. like you know get like makes it take longer. No, that's exactly the process because I uploaded the uh I uploaded pretty much what were the final demos and my idea of a demo is it's like this is like the raw like you know i did some mixing the ideas are there it's kind of just like we put enough time into the song to the point where it's like it's completed for now we're going to revisit it at the end type of thing like a pretty like a kind of like a final rough draft if you're writing like a paper or something kind of like that so i i you know we put all those up on soundcloud and we, you know, it was a private playlist that we would just listen to. And, you know, I sent it to some people here and there and just wanted their opinions on it. And um, uh, pretty much after that, it's just we were taking notes on stuff that we thought could change or stuff that we wanted to do differently. You know, we would listen to the mixing um, through different, like, through speakers, through car speakers, through oh, headphones, right. through AirPods, you know, pretty much. That's pretty dope, actually. Just like yeah. all sorts of things, just to make sure it sounds good everywhere. Yeah, just to make sure, like that's actually super important. Yeah, <laughs> really important part. That was probably the most important part for me. Yeah, because you know I'm doing all the production, mixing of the album. Right. Right. Um, so then, so how does so how does this process like when you're recording an album, right? How does that change when you're like kind of doing a collab in a sense with someone else? Because so, you guys both, I feel like you guys both bring ideas to the table. Yeah. Um, we both have like like different suggestions and maybe like one suggestion be like something that you're like, oh, I don't feel like this could be changed, but he's like, I feel like this uh, should be changed. Um, so how does it all work? So it depends on the role. Um, I think that, you know, when Pillowface and I finally drop an album, um, it's going to be a lot of like 50-50 work. Like, uh, you know, because I'd say we're both equally as talented as producers as we are songwriters probably i don't know mm. i don't know if you view yourself as like a better rapper than me or not <laughs> <I don't, yeah. laughs> but uh no i mean i definitely i definitely view I mean. you i definitely view clark as a better producer than me <laughs> i mean he just has like more years on me yeah that's and that's uh-huh. kind of it but you know obviously yeah. when we do something it's gonna be more so it's like okay well you know we'll take as however many songs we want. Um, we already have a decent amount of songs, actually, to be honest, that are already Yeah, made. we must have like seven or eight, right? We have a decent amount. Um, yeah. And, you know, half of it, or however many we want to be produced by you or by me, and then, you know, we split the songwriting. It's kind of yeah. like, that's kind of like a 50-50 type of thing when both of you guys are do the same kind of thing. Right, because you guys have you like know, the same role, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But Young Lung... And sometimes, sometimes I'll send a beat to Clark and I'll be like... Oh, I made this beat and it's like kind of interesting, but I don't know what to do with it. And then I'll see like what he does on it and then I'll kind of play off that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of, and that's the biggest thing I think too. It's like when I, and I think we've both agreed on this too. Uh, when I send you something, you tend to have a better idea of what how the song should go than I do. Right. And then when you send me something, I tend to have a better idea of how the song should go. When it's yeah. And it's just like funny because. I think when you listen to, unless you know right away, because uh, right. there's a lot of times when you're making it be like, yeah, this is cool, this is nice, but it's like, what would I even you know? How how would I best go about doing this? <clears throat> it's like best. It's best to like be removed from the beat that you made. 
and like hear what someone else kind of yeah. how they perceive it. Yeah. And then that's also up for interpretation as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, right. like this, like the fresh ears and like that outside perspective. Yeah. yeah it's really, really, really important. So I feel like that's like, honestly, one of the hardest things about like being a music artist is like, you just never know like how someone else is going to perceive your music. Right. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Like you just like you probably like, especially for some of my songs that are kind of more out there, mm -hmm. uh, like the stuff I have on SoundCloud, this doesn't really apply to. I feel like anybody can just listen to it and like, they'll hear it. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like uh, some of the other stuff that I've been sitting on for a while that I think is like actually my best work. I feel like a lot of people might not necessarily like hear what I'm going for with it. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. like not necessarily perceive it the way I want it to be perceived, and I just yeah. have to like deal with that, you know. Do you think that'll change if they like have repeated listens of it? Yeah, like yeah. I do. I mean, I that's what I hope. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. and the thing is, and to me, that is that that's the sign of something that's truly pretty good because you know, for I think it took me some of my favorite artists that I listen to now it took me a couple listens of their music to really get into it and understand it. Right. Yeah. Same is, here. And that's really something important. And I think when you make a song, you can kind of gauge how it's intended to be interpreted. Mm -hmm. um, but whether or not it's easy to digest is another thing. So a lot of the songs that, um, and this goes back to like me and the, the dynamic that uh, me and young lung have for our album. It's uh, a lot of our songs you can kind of tell who <clears throat> who kind of took the lead in terms of the writing and kind of stuff like that because there's songs on there that are really just kind of like you know kind of like easy to listen to you kind of get what's going on and those are kind of some of mostly things that i've worked on mm -hmm. um i don't really go uh, all the way out there but that's where i think the most and this is the most important role as, as a song as a you know aside from being like the main songwriter of Northeast Corridor, um, Young Long, like he, he, he has like he's really good at capturing this theme or this like element of the song that's just like really, just really amazing to like kind of like I don't even know it's just like something that I would have never even thought of, and so for like someone to listen to it and be like wow this is where they went with that that's crazy right and, like this kind of song and it's just yeah. kind of it's just kind of interesting and like that's like i think that's the most valuable thing that he brings to be honest because it's so it like really makes his our, our music so much more interesting is like when it's not something that you could just listen to at face value and go like oh i totally understand all of what's going on like you're gonna listen to it and like oh this is really weird or like oh this is really like awesome in a weird way i, I, I don't get it it's like so it's interesting I mean, I even think it's bad at first. And then you listen to it again. It's like, oh, this is actually isn't bad. Yeah. It's nothing you think is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I feel like I, I kind of see um, songs in two ways now. Like, I feel like there's songs where like I instantly like, and it's like, all right, easy digestible. And then you know, I'll like, I'll, I'll consume it. It's like a consumable good in like a game, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I'll consume it for like a month or like a few weeks, and then like I don't really go back to it. There's other songs where like. I feel like I for me at first I'm like ah whatever, but then I'll come back to it like slowly over time, and I'm like whoa this is this is nice. Right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I think you know definitely by making it interesting and making it like especially making yeah. it unique. I feel like making it unique is like the key. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing too that we really shot for with our album as well is uh, a lot of our songs are 
really different from each other. Like there's a lot of different things going on. Right. Into the sense where it's like I'd say the overall overall it's like, you know, it's like mostly rap, but there's also a lot of pop going on that we tried mm-hmm. to incorporate. Um and it's just like a bunch of random mismatches of songs that we kind of just like thought fit together in a weird way even though they're all very different from each other there's kind of some semblance of a main driving force that connects every single one right so so did you guys have like um so where did you guys make the decision where it's like i want to make things basically make an album that's like sounds different like each song sounds different even though there's kind of this underlying you know sonic production thread Mm yeah that connects everything versus like something that just sounds like more I guess cohesive for lack of a better word, or just sounds more similar for each song. Like, um Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Uh like like I basically think... what I'm saying is like like so you why'd you choose, I guess, making it a bunch of more different songs rather than the more similar sounding songs for an album? It's more interesting, I think, to listen to. I think a lot of our favorite albums that we listen to, uh, they have a lot of different kind of like for example, one of my fair albums that's been released recently, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are on the same wavelength is uh, "A Thousand Gex" by Hundred Gex, right? Like that album is like, that's not the main inspiration of where we were going with our tape. There's a lot more to it, but mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of like what we were mainly thinking of as like how we were going to structure things, and like there was almost no structure with their album if you've listened to it it's very random and like kind of amazing in that sense of how random it is right. so that's kind of what we were going for with like how every song is like weird but also the same but also you know yeah because you you know once you listen to like how the writing is or how it's structured it's like oh well this is very similar to that other song even though sonically they sound very different right i think you can also so like there's definitely a lot <laughs> like on a different on a different note like there's different there's another kind of a way to approach an album right like one of my favorite albums is um zaba by glass animals and it's like that album is so sonically cohesive like a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the same instrumental and like melodic choices and yeah. kind of like late motifs on that album and yeah. then make it, it makes it almost feel like one long continuous song and like mm-hmm. these kind of elements in the sound design right like there's this kind of like gooey drippy like aqueous quality yeah. to a lot of the songs on it. yeah like jungly yeah, yeah. and then there's like that those little like sonic themes right that like right. that just like really add a lot of cohesion and style to the album and it doesn't have yeah. to be like super left field like i feel like no, if you have an idea exactly. even if you listen to like a young lean album or like a blade album like they have a very cohesive like tone and structure that's maintained yeah like a a unique sound but it's not like it's not like i feel like there's another way where you could be super eclectic and really like all over the place sonically you know yeah and those are just two different approaches yeah exactly we were going more for the latter there but yeah um young lean's you know latest album that he dropped i think especially is a really good uh representation of what you're trying to say here it's where it's like um sonically like the beats and like the instrumentals on there are like all very very interesting but they all have like 
almost almost like this like this again like this eclectic kind of sound where it's all like you can kind of tell it's almost like watching a movie mm. where it's like it's like a score but everything it's like a score to a movie but like all the scenes are tied like tied together really well mm. Mm. i don't know how to it's kind of what yeah it's like it's all the same qualities and you know but like they're all very different th- thematically right. enough to where it like is a you know it's not right. like it's not like a fucking you know like a drake album or a <laughs> album or it's like oh okay well every single song is like like this yeah you know? right it's no, like, I, you know, I, I, I think getting that balance between like, yeah. I, I feel like it's like a spectrum, right? Of like how similar and how unique you want stuff to be. And I feel like yeah. finding that balance is really key. Like, I, for example, I think a good representation of this is Playboy Cardi, the self titled album. Yeah. Because like, when I, I think when I first heard it, I'm like, you know, it sounds pretty similar. But the more and more I heard it, I'm like, there's more and more nuance to each song. Yeah. It feel different. But even all the overall song, overall, like, feel the album is pretty same. Yeah. Like, you can put that to Dilit. It's like Dilit's a bit more like has way more variety yeah. in all of its songs. Um, but they but they're both good, right? So you can you can make both work. Yeah, they're very good for different reasons. Like exactly self-titled yeah. Playboy Party self-titled album is just like okay, well this is like some new shit and rap that he's doing, and he's doing it in like I think it was I want to say it was twelve or thirteen songs on there, and it was like yeah. twelve or thirteen similar songs that were done in a different way which is cool as hell and they were all they were all well done and then die lit it's like you know you you know how can you listen to like flatbed freestyle and then also tell me that that's like the same as long time you know what i mean right it's like very different feelings of the song they're both trap obviously but you know and then they got some songs in there like um <clears throat> like uh what's the fucking uh, uh what was that song i forget the name of it with Nicki minaj right now but oh, pull it out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that song is like way more poppy than anything he's ever yeah, done either right. so it's like you know there's some cool shit going on then he had like skepta on on the second yeah, song only yeah. For real, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Only for real. yeah so <laughs> so uh you know again, this, yeah and then how this all ties in it's like it i think once you can identify that you're like, I don't think if to me an album is done unless uh, like, I don't know how, you know, Nav can drop albums and call them. That's a really to have a whole topic for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't get how like people like, I, I get it, but I also don't get it because it's like, right. what do you, it's I like, sure. Nav- I think it sounds need a software. Yeah. Like his, yeah. his old software. <laughs> his, his <laughs> yeah. Like in his, in his <laughs> like in Nav's programming, he just like he's on like he's on like iOS like four. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't like he has like the old like picture like icon. Yeah. His text to speech is buggy. Yeah. <laughs> There's only green bubbles, like you know. <laughs> sus as fuck. It, yeah. It's like and this is another thing too that I think is really interesting. Uh, talking about like Nav and how you can feel when an album's done. It's like for a lot of people, I think when they listen to music, they think a song is done when it sounds polished. Like the quality of the song is very much so like 
you know, like professionally sounding. It's like everything is mixed well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like there's that idea that it's like, oh, well, there's like no sonically, like there's nothing that's like, like sounding bad to me. But then to me, a song is done when I think, you know, it doesn't have to be mixed perfectly well or albums done. It doesn't have to be, you know, because some of the, there's some great albums out there that are like, lo-fi as fuck and sounds really bad like recording but like they there's like this feeling i think music obviously and this sounds i don't know how corny this sounds but i I mean i feel like this is a real thing it's like you can kind of feel when you made something you kind of feel when you made something and it sounds done you know what i mean right it feels right when it it feels like like, you're going for that you kind of encapsulate the idea that you're going for yeah it just feels like it's done. I definitely and feel like, like yeah. for me, like I've never in my life <laughs> have I made a song or even like done a feature where I don't feel like there's some part that is bothering me a little bit. And yeah. like mm-hmm. at a certain point, like I've gone back and, you know, redone and re-recorded and rewritten. And like, there's still always just a little thing that's bothering me. And I feel like, you have to remember as, as an artist that like people aren't going to hear it with the same ears that you're hearing it. And like, yeah, ju- right. just because it's not exactly the way you want it to be, it doesn't mean it's not yeah. like valuable anyway. Yeah, so you kind of, exactly. like, I think at a certain point, like I never finish my songs. I just kind of abandon them. And I'm just like, <laughs> like I've done enough to this where I feel like it's up to a quality that I'm proud of, even if it's not like completely perfect. And you just have to just like, let it go and let it go into the world. You know, it's like, we have a saying, they had a saying like when I was in film school and it was like, you have to kill the puppy. Like you have to like take that thing that you can't, like you really wanted to achieve or that you like really cared about and you have to just like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually quite a good. That's a good analogy. And I I think, um, I mean, it's it's sad, but it's good. Um, and I think it speaks to like, you know, how meticulous you have to be, right? Where, you know, yeah. like you can, like, I think it's really good to be meticulous to a point to make sure like you hit everything you want to do. But it's also, it can be like, it can be a blessing and a curse where if you go way too hard and you're way too meticulous, there's always something to fix. Right. And if there's always something to fix, you always kind of feel like you'll be unfinished. Right. And there's kind of, and I think there's kind of a value in also dropping something raw. Mm-hmm. Even dude, even B sides like um like untitled, unmastered, like is literally untitled and unmastered, and he just kind of just dropped it. He's like, here you go. That shit was, still sounds finished as fuck though. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's like a studio, you know, production. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know, untitled, unmastered asterisks. Yeah, but yeah, and like yeah, and that's again, and I think that goes back to what I was saying. It's like to to the basic consumer of music who like listens to like a Kendrick Lamar album, they're going to go ahead and think, wow, this does sound raw and uncut, you know, because it's like it, first off, it says it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like they have to be in your it. mind. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, and then when they listen to it, it's like, yeah, this doesn't sound nearly as done as, uh, you know, his other songs like damn, or, you know, the pimp a butterfly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, to someone who like makes music and produces it, it's like there had to be, there has to be a lot of work done on those songs. Oh yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. There's 
like sure they don't and again and this comes back to the polish as well it's like sure they may not sound as polished as his other songs but like there was work done on them it's not compl- it's not, not he's not releasing a goddamn demo tape right 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 <laughs> you know? and it could still be like, like you could still have something that's like meticulously raw if that makes sense yeah. where like you're yeah. you're very consciously and like putting a lot of work into something and you're like trying to make it sound like lo-fi or raw even though it yeah. is like meticulously produced <laughs> Um, that's how I feel with Igor. Yeah, yeah Igor is exactly. a great example. Yeah. Igor is a really good example of that. Um, a lot of Max Marco, almost every single Max Marco album is probably an example mm-hmm. of how he meticulously wants it to sound as like grimy as possible. Right. So let's say there's two albums that are both raw, right? Yeah. But one was more intentional, and one is just kind of like I don't know how to actually mix and master. <laughs> raw. So like, how like how do you feel? You guys differentiate that. I think a lot of it is there's obvious uh, tells when people don't know how to mix music. Mm-hmm. Um, people, people don't know how to mix music. There's a lot of problems with frequencies and this goes and like, if you're listening to it on like good headphones or good speakers or something, like you can almost tell instantly. Right. People don't know how to like, you know, cut off frequencies of certain things. Like for example, if they have a, if they have like two cents, and then like an 808, say it's a trap song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who wants to produce maybe a more lo-fi trap song, while keeping it sounding lo-fi, like they would mix it in a way where they would keep the frequencies, you know, maybe a little, you know, a uh, little more like, you know, with a low pass filter or whatever or something. And they would keep everything kind of maybe towards the low end of frequencies. But they would keep it at like you know a reasonable level to where it's like you can listen to it and it doesn't sound muddy and like right. overall bad. But someone who's like just not good at mixing and like they make a beat and it's like damn this shit goes hard as hell. And then like you listen to it and the eight hundred eight is clipping <laughs> and like these two synths are clashing right in like in one eardrum. It's like you kind of just immediately tell when people don't know how to mix. And then you know when vocals. I think mixing vocals is the hardest thing for people because a lot of the time um, when people like record over their own songs or whatever, and they do their thing themselves, it's like, it's, you know, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we're all guilty of this when we first start making music, but it's like your vocals are either way too loud yeah. or way too like, they're like, they're like just like fucking away over the top with like cutting off the low end. So it's like, like, like you almost sounds like you're talking through like a radio right. type shit. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's like, or they're way too soft. And like, you almost did. And like, there's like no work done on them. And it's just like, you just like, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. But so with an album, like an album, like Igor, it's like, sure. To someone who listens to this and goes, wow, this sounds way different than like something I would typically listen to in terms of the mixing. A lot of people that I saw, um, on especially on like our hip hop heads, which I mean, that place is just, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like people probably haven't listened to most, like they probably also haven't listened to like other lo-fi albums that are like also really good. And like, like for example, you know, a lot of indie rock in mm-hmm. like the nineties, for example, uh, there's this band called Pavement, and they made um, they made some really good albums in the in the early and late nineties. And like a lot of their mixing 
is just like to the it's like bare minimum and to the point where it's like it has this really good lo-fi quality that just is like it just and it just adds to the song i think that's right. the other thing if you're making lo-fi music and it's like it's not adding to anything it's just bad mixing <laughs> right 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 yeah so i think that's the main thing yeah um i don't know if you have anything else to add there um i think like for in terms of mixing and like i agree with clark like i can pretty immediately tell if someone doesn't know how to mix <laughs> um like i was listening to some like old edm kind of like um synth stuff from when i was a lot younger and in high school and i was able to now that i've like been kind of producing for a while and mixing for a while i can hear like all the it's like the clashing that clark was talking about like it's just when a certain sound collides with another sound there's a very distinctive like muddiness i feel like people don't necessarily know what that means unless like they know what they're looking for yeah, and right. it's like i feel like you know with like headphones and yeah i mean i can hear it even on like bad speakers now um mm -hmm. but like you can you can definitely hear it it just kind of sounds like it sounds like the distinctive parts of the audio are being lost right so like the more nuanced parts of the sounds are just like ruined essentially <laughs> and like i think when mm -hmm. you listen to an album like igor you can tell that those sounds are being ruined on purpose like it, right. it's just super obvious that like there's a certain quality to like something being distorted or something being like blown out and it just like sounds cool in a certain context yeah. you know and it's very obvious right. that it was purposeful yeah I, like I, I feel like um like i think especially for me when i hear it like it didn't like yeah it felt like it, it felt like i wouldn't say I would say raw, but not unpolished, if that makes sense. Right. Like it's right. like like it's like it's like polished to like a certain extent to like what yeah. he wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, but I feel like like raw is more of like your intention, I feel. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're polished and unpolished is just more of like your ability to mix and master as a producer to make your what you want to make. Yeah. I think Igor is like very meticulously crafted. Like yeah even yeah. more so maybe than like some of his other stuff to the point where it's like yes there's a raw aesthetic but i don't think the mixing is bad at all i think it's like genius <laughs> it's like very meticulously and, and carefully you know put together right because i feel like it's another level where it's like all right you know you can uh, like if when you listen to like you know any commercial mainstream radio there's like i feel like they have a certain quality of mixing and mastering that you meet right mm -hmm. And when you're like intentionally taking that away to add to the album, right, is when you have to, like you reach like a different level of production, right? It's like it's it's like cars, you know, like in cars where he's like you got to go right to go left. It's <laughs> like and he wins the piston cup. Like Tyler won the piston cup because he, <laughs> like he he went like less mixing and mastering <laughs> to make a better album, right? <laughs> <laughs> so shout out, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Sean, my one friend who likes cars <laughs> and who also likes cars too which is the only person i know who likes cars too but uh it's a, I mean, it's a different topic yeah well, I, I don't let's not <laughs> we're not we're done talking about cars now. <laughs> are, cars are we now. ever done talking about cars that's the thing i feel like 90 percent of the time i'm talking it's about cars Ka -chow. Ka -chow. probably more kachow is kind of a great catchphrase though that's true Ciao. I'm I'm gonna use that as an ad lib. Yeah, you guys should um you guys should sample the cars soundtrack. You mean uh Life is a Highway by Rascal Flats 
and literally nothing else. So like, so when you drop your collab album, <laughs> I just want, I want, I want that song, but like repeated fourteen times. <laughs> you know, like I, every ad lib is like kachow. Dude, we should actually do a cover of "Life Is a Highway." I've been, like, I was gonna say, I've been looking to do covers of funny songs. Yeah, just uh, do like nightcore or whatever. Just, like, <laughs> just like, really fuck up some funny ass covers. <laughs> Life is a highway nightcore remix. Yeah, I just, I think that's a perfect song. Oh, and then yeah. like, I would put the music video on YouTube, and it's just like. Cars, but like cars hentai. No. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so you know, cars for good sure. Movie, cars, yeah, good soundtrack. Thanks uh, for tuning cars. into our cars podcast. <laughs> that's our car. That's my review. Of cars. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 uh, if I'd like to do some if, 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 car, if, if cars, <laughs> if cars, if cars was an album right yeah oh, wait hold on okay that's okay. a pretty polished album it would be a nickelback album <laughs> no, <laughs> that's so true dude. it's actually it's actually it's so quite, true no no not not nickelback i feel like i feel like friends is the nickelback of television what you know that, that, no actually no that I think, I think clark is more right absolutely there. not it's no like, way dude friend yeah. friends is like sia Sia. Yeah, you remember that? Remember that? Remember that lady? I, only, yeah, only I remember Sia. Sia is like, from like that one chandelier. Time. How do you forget chandelier or chandelier? Yeah, chandelier. Hey, hey, look, I, I probably know the song. I'm just like I'm bad with names. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Oh, 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 you mean Sia? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Friends, friends like Kelly Clarkson. No. Yeah. Friends is way Definitely. more of a meme than who who even knows Kelly Clarkson's name born past like 2000 which born past when she won Bro, American Idol. Are you going to compare Nobody Friends to Nickelback? Nickelback is like wannabe like grunge, like garage rock, like you know. Oh, no. No, the thematically <laughs> we're forgetting we're forgetting the themes of both groups of people. Yeah. It's more so it's like more so of like how it's viewed in culture. It's like if you you look at Nickelback and it's like, yeah, my mom might like that song. <laughs> here and, <there. laughs> and it's like I could say the same exact thing about Friends. It's like yeah, look okay, okay. actually hold on. I think I think it may have a comparison that might one up Nickelback. I, it might be Charlie Puth. Charlie Friends, Puth, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So because <laughs> all right, so my no, my friend KK put in a good way, right? He's like Charlie Puth is the the kind of song, like he makes the kind of music I listen to when I walk into Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I feel like if I walk into Nordstrom Rack and I hear Charlie Puth and there's a giant television showing friends, like I know I'm at Nordstrom. Checks Rack. out. Yeah. Checks out. It checks out, right? Like it all fits together, yeah. right? It's meticulous. Charlie, Charlie Puth, dude. Yo, have you ever seen that tweet where it's like when Charlie Puth is hungry, he tells his Ubi, like, tells his fucking like manager, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, I, every time I hear Charlie Puth's name, that's all I think about. Because I don't know, I don't know one song by Charlie Puth. I can't name one song off the top of my head. That he Charlie knows. Puth is definitely I, doing that right now. I feel like I, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, Fleck. I feel like I know, like I feel like I know Charlie Puth makes music, and I feel like he's like yeah. probably like top ten or fifteen he's definitely like, on Spotify. A poppy guy. Yeah, right? and like, but I feel like I cannot name a single. Charlie Puth's song. Did, did he, he see like, you again? Is that a song? Yeah, I thought he did see you again with Wiz Khalifa. That could also be like Sam. I feel Smith like that's not Charlie Puth. Hold on, hold on. I wouldn't know. No, someone else. 
It's by uh, oh yeah, it is Charlie Booth. Oh, perfect. He has attention. It's like if it, who who if you told me Charlie Puth is Andy Samberg like, <laughs> twenty years ago, dude, like, I could see I, it. I'd believe you. Like that's like so you know, far. I, like that. I don't think I've ever seen his face. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Like, does he have fans? Does he have like people who yeah. like really I, like yeah. him? Like, who are these people? The people who the um, people my, who, are, I have a friend who does like him. He shall not be named. How do I keep for, these people away from me? He's in. He's he's in witness protection. I think. Here's the thing. I feel like I feel like if I go into a he's in witness protection. I feel like if I go into like a Target or something. <laughs> That's I'll what I'm saying, like, right? I'll hear a Charlie Puth song on, and I'll go like, I don't know who this is, but this is yeah. This is music. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like how it's like, ha- like having Charlie Puth be your favorite artist is like having Target be your favorite place. Like, yeah, I just love Target so much. much. Like, right. <laughs> but then, the, but then the Office is always their favorite TV yeah. show. Yeah, that's the thing. And tar- Charlie Puth is a little too modern to be friends. That's the thing. Yeah, that's fair. Perfect. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I said Nickelback. Kelly Clarkson, you know, a bit of a throwback. Yeah, I can see that more because that's like what, like that's like super early 2000s, yeah. right? I think that's fair. Yeah. So, so okay, so if Kelly Clarkson is friends, then what's the album equivalent to Seinfeld? Dude, it has to be the Brain EP. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Like if, if we're talking about, you know, two two pillars of comedic genius <laughs> right <laughs> and artistic like just like artistic apexes it's gotta be the brain ep by little dicky right Bro. so look when little dicky makes an album <laughs> david's rolling little dicky is recording the brain ep right do, do you think like okay do you think he like sat there right he listened to the entire brain ep and then he's uh, like nope. you know what this is done, and this is a good EP. No, I, I refuse to believe that. No, that he didn't listen. To yeah, it. no, There's he no didn't he listen to it. it. Yeah, I don't think he actually listened to it. No, I feel like I feel like what he did was like he just like you know emailed it to Nav, and then Nav was like, <laughs> for sure, you know, like nah. beep boop bop yeah. bop. Like, <laughs> I think I think it was one of those things where it was like his label called him up. They're like, hey. Dick man, young dick boy, listen up. <laughs> we need an EP from you like tomorrow. He's like, oh shit. And then he drops like six Adderalls and he wakes up and it's just done and he doesn't remember doing it and it's already released. Yeah, it was like the covered in a puddle. He's covered in a puddle of sweat. Yeah. He's yeah. A bottle, the empty bottle of Ambien next to him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, when did I release this? <laughs> like, like, like he's on the set for pillow talking. <laughs> Smoke perp is like naked in his bed. Yeah. When did any of this ever happen? Like, like, like Cardi's like upside down on a wall. <laughs> there. I don't think happened. either of those two would ever hang out with little Dicky. <laughs> no, but like a dude about what if they were like just best friends? That would be yeah, like what? the best sitcom of all time. It would be so funny. Have you wait? Have you, has has anyone ever seen? Uh, did you guys watch his show on Hulu? No, I haven't. But I know you said it was pretty good. It's really not that bad, but I'd like to believe that that's exactly what he's like in real life. Just like this nerdy fucking white guy yeah. who's like who's like semi afraid of black people and kind of racist. That's a hundred percent what he is. Yeah, yeah. So so him being a rapper is just like really awkward and weird. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, so like you know he's a he's a likable guy. I like watching. Oh, yeah. Have you seen his uh, his freshman cipher where he's there with like Kodak Black? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Anderson Park. Yeah. yeah. Again, here's the thing: Fresh and Cipher wasn't even bad. It was a good cipher, dude. I've seen worse bad. for sure. I, I uh, it. And I, I feel like his his uh his sway in the morning freestyle was pretty nice. Um, I, I don't know. I, like I like him as a person. He just yeah. you know we we do this every that, time, you know? dude. We we like just talk endless shit about Lil Dicky, and then we're like, oh, he's actually I. Right. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. like, look, we're, we're to, be fair, work. to be fair, it's I think he has a TV show. We were talking about TV shows. He also makes music. We were talking about music. So it seems like it was the perfect time to bring him up. True. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. There's really never so a I bad think, time. I think if we were to oh, end man. on anything, we should probably end on one last comparison. Okay. And that is, okay. So, <laughs> The Office, right? Josh, right. I know you've never seen it. Rajul, have you seen it? I've seen the whole Office. I've yeah. seen like right. a lot. I of like it. that show. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think yeah. it's a good. It's a great show. It's a Same boat show. here. Not my favorite show, but it's a good show. It's good, yeah. I, I like it for what it is. But you know, if you were to compare that fucking show to an album, mm-hmm. I don't really know what that would could possibly be for me. I think I know. I, is it brand new? I, okay. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm not on a meme level. <laughs> like, 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 I is fit, it? A, it's like, a, like, is it logic? I, no, I, I think, I think the office is 2014 Forest Hill Drives. Wait, because, okay, not because it's like, I mean, not, not the humor wise, like thematic. Like, I'm not comparing like because office yeah. is funny, but like, I okay. feel like the, like, I feel like the office is, you know, it's fine. It's a good show, right? I enjoy it. But some people just really, really like it. Same thing with 2014 Forest Hill Drives. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I like the album. It's a fine yeah. album. You know, there's got some some really great songs that I like on there. Yeah. But some people just really, really overrate it. So that's I that's think, the comparison for me. I think that yeah, and that's a pretty basic enough choice too, to where it's like yeah, it's very accessible, just like the pretty office. Pretty much like, for everyone knows the song yeah. on it. Yeah, it's like perfectly accessible enough. I I think. I think it would have to be like views by Drake for me, something like that. Yeah. No, not even that. Yeah, because yeah, white yeah, people, yeah. white people, white people don't listen to rap. A lot of white people that like The Office don't listen to rap. No, they definitely but, listen to Drake though. But they do listen to Drake. Yeah. So I want to pick something even more digestible than Drake, which is crazy. That's pretty tough. You got to go. That's like Charlie Puth. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ed Sheeran, dude. It's like yeah, oh. Ed Sheeran or like Taylor Swift or something. Yeah, no, I can see Ed that. Sheeran, actually, Ed Sheeran's probably the Ed Sheeran is a, Ed Sheeran is a good pick. Yeah, yeah. because everyone's <laughs> like, "Wow, what an amazing songwriter Ed Sheeran is!" And then they Wait, figure out he doesn't actually write. <laughs> Are we just gonna say like I feel like Divide is then that good comparison? I, I feel like every dude, everyone heard that song. Like they were just like everyone was talking about that album. What was that yeah. like 2016 or something? 2017? Uh, I don't even know. I don't yeah. think I, I don't know that album at was all. It, was it? I think it was. I think it was like. Um, I think it was two before Father of Assad, right? That's the title. Oh, okay, two before Father of Assad. Okay, yeah, now, yeah, I'm getting, now I'm getting. <laughs> now it's, it's coming back to me now. Okay. Yeah, two before. Oh, okay. Okay, now I know what Ed Sheeran. Yeah, oh, we, were freshmen, we were freshmen. We were in college. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's coming back to me now. Uh, yeah, Uh-oh. I believe it's before, before Father of Assad, or Bafa. Should we say, should we say Bafa? Bafa, before Father of Assad. <laughs> yeah, that's All how right. all time is told. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's either Bafa or Afa. Yeah. Afa, 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 Afa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just want to give the viewers like a good timeline for you know kind of yeah. when these events happen. Well, of course. Right. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to label things accurately in an after best music timeline. You know. Right. Be the best music. That's right. It's would, not I'm the best music. It's we the best music. Right. So, so honestly, you, you, you know what they should do? Like, they should have, you know that you know that communist meme where it's like we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta put like, like uh, DJ Khaled on there. We the best <laughs> music. And when he's talking about how they don't want to see us succeed, <laughs> <laughs> capitalist government. Capitalist pigs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new conspiracy, dude. DJ yeah. Khaled may be a communist. I would. <laughs> respect him I, I i honestly i feel like that's i feel like i respect him more too yeah. in a weird way like i feel like he's so low that if, like if, if the DJ, fact that he's just not like a normal person makes me respect him more if, if dj Khaled were to come out tomorrow and like start fucking just like waving a like a fucking soviet union flag <laughs> and like chanting for workers rights <laughs> I, I would instantly think he's my new favorite artist yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing and and then here's and here's what's funny about it too. I don't think it's completely out of left field for him to even run out like run for president as oh, like, it's not, dude. as the communist no. party. Yeah. Because Kanye West is legitimately gonna fuck up America by running for president. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be really um, bad. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to end on a down note. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to end. On a down. There's a lot to unravel. I'm yeah, sorry. there's a lot, lot to unpack. Vote there. yay, but, yo, 2020. We, we, thank you, thank you. That's the real message. Yeah. That's gonna be the title of this. Podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yo, we gotta hear uh, Pillowface's comparison. Oh, Wait, true. what? That's Office. Well, look, if Office was an album. Well, no, no. He said, he said, uh, he said Ed, Ed Sheeran. Oh, and I think that's the one I agree with the most. Yeah. So oh. basically, I win. You do win. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get your your Target gift card in the mail. Yeah, you win a, you win a Target <laughs> gift card, which is like five dollars to the Ed Sheeran five, shop. Five dollars, and you can only spend it on the Ed Sheeran CD. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's an Ed Sheeran like math video where he teaches you how to like divide through music. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well. I think I think we made art today. This is an art. This is the most artistic podcast ever made. Yeah, no, this yeah. this is a good, this is a good pod. Legendary <laughs> piece of art we've just been a part of. Yeah. <laughs> well. Um, um. Ooh, Jinx. Um, Jinx. Um. <laughs> play us out. Well, we're gonna. Maybe we're gonna. We're gonna end it here. Yeah, Thank you, part everyone, part. for watching. Uh, this is a longer one, a little bit longer than usual, but we had some good times here. I feel like this is a, this is a nice, really fun podcast. Yeah, I think it's and, fun. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. Make sure to stream um my boy Clark's album Digital Bangers. Digital bang. Digital bang, sorry. Digital bang out on streaming platforms. I think it should be on what's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Apple Music, Music, Apple Music, uh YouTube Music, YouTube Music, Datpiv, LinkedIn. It's gonna be on title. Uh oh, let's go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for the for the title boys, yeah. All of them, mostly every platform that you can listen to music on. Yeah, whatever you want, stream that. DSI where yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit torrent uh. um, CD, CD inside of your mom's yeah <laughs> <laughs> inside of your mom's nightstand it's the CD that's in there probably 
<laughs> I burned her a copy last Deep. night. Raw, dude. That's that's pretty raw and unpolished. <laughs> There's like one copy of it. It's like a it's like an eight track tape and a 1985 Toyota Corolla that you bought off a used lot. <laughs> Josh, your mom has a copy of my album. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'll get, I'll get one of my mom too, and then get I'll get next one to Josh's mom, so she has two. <laughs> Yo, can I cop that shit on vinyl? Oh. That'd be really funny if I decided to spend money on doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be dope. Like, honestly, maybe just one for yourself yeah. would be kind of sick. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yo, yeah. okay, so pop it on vinyl too <laughs> when that comes out in like, you know, 2022. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of work done in the post. Yeah, it's a lot of work done in post. Um, there's going to be a lot of work done in the post here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I might keep all of it. I don't know. It's kind of It's kind of fun. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially this part. It's meta as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's yeah mad meta. We're just trying to have it. Trying to have an intro. This is like um, it's really like when an Indian family tries to leave and then like they don't leave for thirty minutes. <laughs> like <a> big trope. <laughs> yeah, white people are like, I'm out. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. They call it the Irish goodbye. The Irish goodbye. Is that when you just leave and you say nothing? Yeah, that's when you just leave without saying goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, bury the boy. Yeah, bury the boy. All right. Well, all right. Well, time, good time to get on wrap it out here. Uh, yeah. This has been JBS. Uh, there's got I messed it up already. <laughs> I can't wait all right, this has oh, been JBS. We got Clark Doolittle and Pillowface. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, you should catch us next week every Tuesdays. Uh, hopefully in the mornings, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Every Tuesdays, catch us on. And cue the outro music. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> it's been me, your boy, all right, all right. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Right. Likes, <laughs> comments, follows. Well, good job, Craig. <laughs>